Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you to Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL on CBS is at Lambeau Field with the Packers hosting the Raiders. Plus a key AFC South clash between Houston and Indy in Indy. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you ready for all of the action on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free hotline, 855-212-4CBS. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. The Player of the Week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done this week. It's Stefan Diggs of the Vikings. Seven catches for 167 yards and three touchdowns, and the Vikings' big win over the Eagles in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank. Stefan Diggs, the player of the week, brought to you by Granger. Granger's got your back when it comes to the safety and industrial supplies to keep your facility running. Get what you need when you need it at Granger.com. 855-212-4CBS again is the number to get on the bench. Now, I don't really, I've already gone down this road before with this whole NBA China disaster. I've already, like, said I don't. Want to get into the politics of it? I'm not interested in, um, you know, everything that the fallout of it is unbelievable to me, uh, to be honest with you. I have no idea uh, why they're sticking their nose in this, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not only, uh, you know, Maury, the guy that started it, but, you know, LeBron James as well. Like, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, Maury being uneducated about the situation, right? Well, he said yesterday or today that he's not seen reports of protesters in Hong Kong trampling on his jerseys and burning his jerseys and, you know, following his comments about Daryl Maury's tweet that sparked it all. Uh, and he said Maury wasn't educated on the ramifications and impact that sending out a tweet in support of anti-government protesters in Hong Kong would have. And then uh, he was asked whether he had a sense of how his own comments uh, would be felt in Hong Kong among protesters. And he said, no, I had a sense of how what I said felt for me. And like I said, when I speak upon things, I speak from a very logical standpoint on uh, things that hit home for me. Yesterday, I gave thoughts on what I felt and how I saw things that transpired from the week that we were in China. Uh, And then he said he's not going to talk about it anymore. I plan on being here and being a captain of this team and trying to figure out how we can win a championship. That's my main goal right now. I feel like I talked about it yesterday. I tweeted out responses to people not understanding my knowledge and where it came from with my brain and learning from the situation. I'm talking about it uh, now. I won't talk about it again. I'd be cheating my teammates and continuing uh, to harp on something that won't benefit us. 
We're trying to win a championship. That's what we're here for. We're not politicians. It's a huge political thing, but we are leaders, and we can step up at times. I'm not saying at this particular time, but uh, if you feel, but if you don't feel like you should speak on things, you shouldn't have to. Uh, today in Hong Kong, fans gathered on courts to express frustration with James' comments the night before. James, who has uh, not shied away from speaking out on social injustices in the U.S., said Monday that he felt more he wasn't educated or was misinformed before sending out the tweet. And um, following his initial comments on Maury's tweet, you know, LeBron took to Twitter to clarify his comments and clear up the confusion. I do not believe there was any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that. And I just find it unbelievable how... To be honest with you, they just keep digging a grave on this thing. It's just, uh, it just keeps getting worse. And I don't know, really, I'm not, and I've said this before, I'm not taking sides in this because I really, I'm, I'm being honest, I don't care. I really, I really don't have any interest in their, you know, financial dealings in China. Really, you know what I mean? Like, who cares here? Like, do you really, honestly, do, do you really sit around worrying about this stuff? Do people, do people actually get involved and like sit there and worried about what's going on in, in China and what's, and the, you know, I get it, trade wars, I get all that and how much they supply this country and we, you know, supply them and all this other nonsense. I know it's not uh, ridiculous. I'm just saying like, I get all the business end of it. I, I understand that. I'm, I'm with you there. F- fair enough. Right. Right. But to, to be involved, frankly, in their you know, protests, they're, you know, nationwide protests and all this chaos. And these people are not, it's obvious, tolerating anything that Americans are saying. You know what I mean? They're not interested in these NBA guys, GMs or LeBron James or Adam Silver. Like this guy, how about this phony going over there acting like he's going to solve it? He flew over there to solve the problem. He didn't do anything. He didn't solve anything. What did he solve? This is the first time that he's ever looked bad since he's been the commissioner of the NBA. Is that fair enough to say? This is the first problem he's ever had. Really, I mean, what problem is he had? He has been on an absolute gravy train since he got that job. Have you ever noticed that? The guy can do no wrong. I mean, he is Mr. Uh, he's as liberal as they come, if you ask me. The guy's letting, you know, he's doing everything for, you know, you name it, the rights of, of everyone you know, you name it, LBG, you know, you, you name it. You could talk about transgender, you do, they do anything. Women, men, women's coaches, they, everything. You name it, any discrimination, he's not having it. He's been Mr. You know, Perfect. Has he not been Mr. Perfect since he's gotten that uh, job as commissioner from David Stern? He has had, in my view, the easiest uh, transition I've ever seen in sports. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen all these other guys get these jobs and, like, you know, when, you know, Batman got the job in the NHL, this guy's been abused ever since he's been the commissioner. I mean, they've literally hated his guts since day one. Meanwhile, the guy's made the league more money than anyone in history. The, the league has never been better. The league has never been more profitable. It's never been more valuable. It's never been higher in television, uh, you know, audience, everything. Everything about it, franchise expansion, the league's grown. He's done everything. People hate his guts. They hate him. Uh, they, you know, 
They hated all these baseball commissioners, in my opinion. They hated all of them. Bud Selig, it goes all the way back. I, they hate all of them, right? These commissioners and these leagues. They hate Roger Goodell. You can't even you can't even deny it, right? Fans hate him. They hate him. You can't win. Meanwhile, this guy has had nothing but gravy, in my opinion. He has been, they loved him since day one. Have they not? They're just like, oh, this guy's the greatest thing ever. But in, in my opinion, he hasn't been great on this. This is the first time he's ever had any problem or controversy or anything, and he has not solved Jack, okay? So he has not solved anything. There is no basketball player or coach, Kerr, Popovich, or him, Silver, or LeBron, or Daryl Morey. There's no one, no one in the NBA that is going to solve this problem. No one, because they're not listening to Americans. Don't you get it? No one cares what... It, we think over in China, they don't care. They're like, get out of here. Mind your own business. And you know what? They're like shutting off the NBA. Are they not? They're like, we don't even want you anymore. Get out. They're, they're, has the business relationship not been massively strained by this? Completely damaged. Completely. So it's a disaster, and Silver's done nothing to fix it, and neither has LeBron James uh, who's the king of everything, right? He's Mr. Know-it-all. He's Mr. All-everything NBA. Like, he's that guy can do no wrong ever, right? Well, he opened his mouth, and he was trying to— what he was trying to do, in my opinion, was say that the other guy didn't know what he was talking about, and that, and he was also trying to say that I, at least I'm, um, you know, trying to think this through before I open my mouth, and I don't agree with him at all. I don't think he knew what he was talking about either. I think he tries to play— that he's this really smart guy because he's got his little barber shop television show, and he thinks that he's the voice of all reason in in this world that we're living in. And I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not denying that guys made tons of money. I'm not denying the guys entertaining. I'm not denying that the guys, uh, you know, career has been huge. But I don't think he's the smartest apple in the bushel. You know, he never went to school. What did he do? High school, right to the pros. He has no education to speak of, and then I'm supposed to be learning everything in life from him? Honestly, calm down. Just go play basketball. Stop trying to change the world every day, particularly in places that want nothing to do with you. China, they don't care. They like basketball there, but they don't care what Americans think. I can guarantee you that right now. What you've seen through all this is that the NBA and LeBron, the one word comes to mind, hypocrites. The NBA is all about this openness and letting their players talk and do all this other stuff. When it fits their demo, all the, you know, the Black Lives Matter, all that, that goes with the demographic of their players who are predominantly black and with their fans who are a large majority African-American. So everything's okay. No one has a problem with it. That's where it burned the NFL because they have a lot of Caucasians that didn't like all that stuff when the kneeling went down all that and it cost them money. Now this comes up, it costs them money and all of a sudden the NBA says, no, 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 nobody talk anymore. Everybody shut up. Everybody be quiet because once it costs them money, no one's on talk. And LeBron with this, oh, well. It's all, you know, he wasn't thinking about it. Maybe he was. For all you know, more he sent that purposely because who would have cared six weeks ago when these protests were going on when the ABA wasn't in China? It only was news because they were in China. So he might have been thinking about that the whole time. And for him to come out and say, well, he's making these comments because he was in China, so it affected him negatively. If he was at home in the U.S., he wouldn't care about Maury's tweets, but because he had to be uncomfortable in his little China trip, he's going to come out and say this guy shouldn't have done this. It's, it's complete BS. Well, I think that the league is, they have a, a presence there because they play a few international uh, preseason games in China. And if you ask me, now I know they're trying to uh, 
grow the sport globally. And I actually come from the uh, side of the river that says they don't, you know, I don't believe they need to do that based on, I think the, the sport grows, uh, frankly, all over the world on its own. I, I don't think pe- people love basketball, and it's not because of Adam Silver, okay? People love basketball because they love the game, and people play the game all over the world because they like to play the game. People like to play basketball. I love to play basketball, right? So I don't believe I need LeBron James or Daryl Morey or Adam Silver or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr. I don't need them to hold my hand uh, in international preseason games that are meaningless. They're stupid. I mean, what's the point of it? No one cares about preseason basketball anyway. Let me tell you about how many people watch those 8 a.m. games in China. How about none? How about no one on the face of the earth watch those games? How's that sound? There's no reason to play the games there. They're, they are only going there because they want to make money. That's the only reason they're there is to capitalize on China's money and make more money for their coffers. They're not fooling anyone. No one here cares about NBA preseason games at all, zero, in the States, let alone in China or anywhere else for that matter, any more than they care about that stupid-ass World Championship FIBA game they just lost in. No one cares about that either. And let me tell you something else. People barely care, I mean barely, barely care about the Olympics in basketball anymore. No one gives a rat's ass. People, the Olympics are the greatest flop in sports now. They constantly shove the Olympics up our rear ends every year and every four years and every what, every other year in, in, in the winter. It's four in summer and what is it? Well, it's four years for both. They just alternate. They so alternate. Every two, years, so every two years, we have to put up with the Olympic nonsense because no one cares. Like, the Winter Olympics are an utter disaster, are they not? And everywhere they've had the Olympics has turned into a bankrupt country. They all go broke after they have the Olympics there. So get ready, Los Angeles. You're going to go broke when this is over. And so no one cares. Do they really? Tell me someone that actually cares about it. I think it's the longest two, two and a half weeks of your life watching that stuff. No one cares. Like, I'm watching cross-country. Have you ever seen the cross-country skiing, the guys with the guns? Like, are you kidding me? This is what I'm watching on my television at night? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not doing it. I don't care about any of it. I can barely, the only thing I like about the Winter Olympics is skiing and hockey. That's it. Game over. Bobsled, if it, I like the bobsled if someone flies off the track at 100 miles an hour and flies through the air and crashes into a tree. That's what I want to see. Do you remember the guy that jumped off the ski jumping in, in the wide world of sports and, and wrecked and, and tumbled 900 times? They show it every year, 5 million times. That's what I want to see. Some guy fly off of that thing and crash. That's actually what I want to see. And I don't care about any of it. None of it. No one cares. Olympic basketball. No one cares anymore. We couldn't even win the FIBA because no one cares. Yeah, look, they're over there. Let's. The bottom line is there's a billion people there. Okay, there's a billion people in China. Right. And they've had a strong presence there since Yao Ming came into the league. Very strong presence in China. They've had it for a long time. They want to continue because there's a billion people there. They watch the games. They're going to go see LeBron in Space Jam next right. year. You know, all, all these things. They buy the sneakers. It's, it, it's all about it's money. Just, it's, it is a money uh, but, uh, influx a money of cash. That but, is but what it is. Not, they're not uh, providing anything to us. Oh. In the, in the league, they had Yao Ming. Who's played? Uh, who, how many Chinese players have played since Yao Ming in the NBA? Besides none. So there's no one. They, they just don't do anything. For, what does it do for the NBA? It's a money pit. It's about money. It's about them buying our games, watching our games, buying the merchandise, buying tickets. 
being fans, that's what it's about over there. And, you know, that's the NBA's interest. That's the NBA's goal, and that's their motive is money. There's no other reason. Do you give a rat's ass for one second about China and the NBA? Name one person that cares. I don't know anyone that cares. Like, I tried to watch the game. I watched for five minutes. I wanted to kill myself. I was sitting there at 8 in the morning going, what am I doing watching this game that doesn't matter? I was, like, watching the Lakers and the Nets play back-to-back in China. I recorded the games. I erased them both. I didn't watch either one. That's how bad it was because I don't care. No one cares. They really don't. I mean, I, I'd tell you the truth if it was – if that's the truth that people care, I'd tell you. I don't think anyone cares about China. And, and basketball over there. I, I don't think anyone here cares. I really don't. And that's not putting, and that's not saying anything at all bad about their political, you know, war going on there right now. That That is a chaos, and I want no part of it. I don't have anything, I have nothing to offer because I know nothing about it. I have no idea what's going on over there, nor do I want to have anything to do with it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4227. That's the number to get on the uh, bench. Our boy uh, Shep was just telling me that our our buddy uh, Rick Hamla is uh, going to NBA radio now, full on. Now, was he doing that before? Didn't he do NBA radio before? I know NBA he did. TV. Well, oh, he I knew he did NBA TV. He filled in a little bit on NBA radio, but he yeah. filled in on NBA radio, right? Yeah. Like here and there. But then he went NBA radio and and fantasy radio on Sirius. Fantasy radio. All right, so then what happened was he was doing the TV, right, on NBA TV, and what, they let him go, and then he went to Houston, right, to do a a, a show on a radio. Well, I don't think they let him go. I think that he went to Houston to do the radio show, and he just couldn't do NBA TV anymore. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And then, so now he's left there and gone, and he's full-time now, I guess, on NBA radio, which is cool. Correct. Because your boy, uh, Shep, works there, and uh, he told me that they made that news official today, so... Congrats to him. I like uh, Rick Kamla. I think he's great. And hopefully uh, hopefully the people in Houston aren't mad at him or anything. I'm sure they aren't because he's a talented guy and he got an opportunity and it is what it is. Uh, I've never uh, bemoaned anyone, uh, to be honest with you, in, in my uh, illustrious uh, career of troublemaking. I've never been a, a judge of people's... Um, desires to improve their lives you know what i mean i've never gotten in the way of anybody ever uh doing things or doing stuff to benefit themselves or to you know make themselves better or be you know do a bigger gig or better job or more money or opportunities or anything like that i've always uh supported uh anyone doing anything uh my guys all of them that have worked with me on shows over the years uh i like seeing all of them be successful in life everybody so I don't root against people like a lot of people that I know in this business. Um, so it's a dirty, filthy, just disgusting business. It really is. And then, uh, you know, I try to stay away from all that. I really do. So I'm happy when people uh, do well in life and do well in their careers and do well as broadcasters. And I've always believed that the more people that have jobs doing things is better for everybody, right? So some people root for other people to fail in life and to, uh, you know, lose their job and their career. I'm not one of those people. I want people to have jobs and to do well in life. And then it makes everybody else uh, have jobs and do well in life, I think. But what do I know? So I'm always rooting for people like Kamla. That's good. I'm glad he did. Uh, got a good gig. So the Nationals have made it to the World Series, 
And that party is over a four-game sweep of the Cardinals. I have to tell you, uh, seriously, the Cardinals, I cannot ever remember in my entire life, ever. I don't remember them ever. Now, I could be wrong. I'm sure I am. I'm always wrong. But I, I don't ever remember them playing this bad, ever, in any series, ever. Do you? Can you even name one time they've ever been this bad? They got their ass beat. As a franchise? Yes. Just the 4 World Series when the when the Red Sox beat them. And was that four straight? I believe it was, yeah. Well, this was just, that was worse, but this is just as bad. I mean, this was a really ugly performance by them. That More so that, for me, than the Nationals kicking their ass. Like, it was, can you imagine that tonight in an elimination game, you give up seven runs in the first inning? I mean, the game's over. Right? What, they went 7-4? And it wasn't even just that they gave up, like, hits and, and things like that to drive the runs in. I mean, they just terrible plays that they cost themselves. They had to throw it a second for a play, you know, and the guy's sliding in, he drops the ball. They have one flared out behind first base. Three guys are standing there. No one catches it, falls in. Just stupid little plays that you got to get out in the regular season. You can't have that in the NLCS. They got just taken to the woodshed by the Nationals pitching. Is what, you know, remember the first three games, Carver High, they scored no runs. They did absolutely nothing in the series. So they did nothing right, let alone the national the, starters absolutely locked them down the first three games. Mistakes then, tonight are, you know, barely scratched the surface of how bad they were in the whole series. I've never, I've never seen them look this bad. Now, I guess you're right, the Boston series, fair enough. I don't. Uh, this was terrible. Like this was to me. Like it was more how embarrassing they were than how good the Nationals were. And the Nationals get to their first World Series ever, and it's fantastic for them. And they should enjoy it while they can because they're re- a they're really old, right? This is a really old team with a bunch of old guys on it. They're going to get rid of half the team. Like it, literally, the entire team's going to leave after this World Series. You understand that, right? So you might as well party while you can. If Rendon leaves and all these guys. Now, we heard last night, right, uh, Grant Paulson told us that Strasburg's just going to opt out of his contract and then sign a new deal with him. Isn't that what he said? He thinks they're going to do that. Tony in uh, Vancouver, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Scotty, I want to say some things that might be weird, but uh, I, I agree with you on China. China's the only one that's going to change that mess. But, but I'm tired of LeBron James sticking his foot in his mouth all the time. You know, he says Morey's uneducated and misinformed. Yeah, I, I, so I don't want to get into the whole race thing and uh, religion thing and the whole, uh, you know, comments that you're making to me right now because I'm going to get in trouble, you understand? So I just dumped that whole thing. I just thought I'd let you know. You there still? I'm still here. I just want to let you know what you said offended me and offended the audience, so I erased it all. So if you say okay. anything else offensive, I'm going to get rid of you. Okay, that's it. That's all I had to say. Okay, well then, thank you. We saved a lot of time there. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Huge week again of uh, football action. College, there's actually a game tomorrow night. And then, uh, you know, obviously Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just tons of action. All my football plays are posted already for the week, so get them at PharrellOnTheBench.com. I got you covered. Hockey every night, boxing, MMA, every fight. Basketball starts next week for good. PharrellOnTheBench.com rules every play, every day. Big changes coming in November. You're going to love it. It's better for you, the fans. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. So I'm watching hockey tonight now that the baseball's over. The Nats are in the World Series Mavi, you just said that uh, teams that sweep 
are one in seven in the World Series. Yeah, they just showed the stat that since it became best of seven, teams that sweep the LCS in either league are one in seven in the World Series. The only team that won was the Braves. Yeah, and they've got such an illustrious record of uh, postseason failure. That's amazing that they're the only team that didn't. Uh, that won it. Uh, Flames 3-1 over the Flyers. That's a final now in Pharrell, Alberta at Saddle Dome. And then the Canucks lead the Red Wings 4-1 in Vancouver. And the Knights are on the power play but are down 4-2 to the Predators in Vegas. And the Canes and Kings are scoreless in the second early on. 16 and uh, change left in the second period in L.A. at Staples. I feel like I've been at Staples a lot lately because I have. I went to uh, two fights there, Wilder Fury and Spence Porter. I think they do a good job of putting on uh, fights in Vegas and and in L.A. too at Staples. I've seen a couple good ones there. I thought the uh, Spence Porter fight was a great fight. I can't believe that car wreck that Spence got in, right, that he – I still can't believe it that he walked away from that, right? That he he didn't break any bones, right? He he was in ICU. I don't know if he still is. I know that he what he had a bunch of facial scratches and cuts and everything, and he was beat up. But overall, that guy can you even? I mean, that's flirting with death right there. What was he doing? A hundred some in a Ferrari and flipped it. Did you see the car flip? I saw it. It was crazy. The actual footage of that car flipping a bunch of times and he got ejected from that car and nothing happened to him. How crazy is that? That's like a miracle, isn't it? Like, you got lucky. I'll tell you what. He got kissed to death. Yeah, I can't believe it either after watching that. That he that he walked away from it? Yeah. I mean, he didn't walk away, but he, he got away with it, didn't he? I mean, essentially. Do you think they're going to come back with a, uh, you know, News that he that they were there was drinking or you know anything involved drugs anything you never know three, 3 in the morning you know anything could be going on we haven't heard that yet I don't think we've heard the end of that wreck yet I think it just is Canes on the board they score first in L A one nothing uh, Carolina they've got one of the best records so far in the NHL to start the season right they've been uh, kicking ass and taking names I'm. They're five and one, I believe. Yeah, I'm surprised that like because they were really good last year too, and a lot of people probably thought it was a fluke, but they uh, have carried it into uh, this season, right? What they lose in the conference finals or something? Yes, they got swept by the Bruins. They had a hell of a run though. Beat the Caps in the Isles. Yeah. So there you go. And then I think the Flyers play tomorrow night in Edmonton. Tomorrow night there's good games. Avalanche, Penguins in Pittsburgh, Leafs, Caps in D.C., Stars, Jackets in Columbus, Flyers, Oilers in Edmonton, Sabres, Ducks in Anaheim, and the Canes play the Sharks. So they play tonight in L.A., San Jose tomorrow. That's that West Coast swing that every team uh, goes through. So what was your initial reaction, Carver High, to the Jalen Ramsey deal? That uh, they the Rams gave up three draft picks, two number ones, and a four, a fourth rounder. Uh, so they have no uh, first rounders, right, for the next five years. Is that what it boils down to? I think so. Well, yeah, for the next couple of years, they don't have them. They they this will be five years in a row that they don't have one if you include these two. But look, he's a premier 
cornerback in this league. It's a very high price to pay. Their defense has been awful, especially in the passing game the past couple weeks. I think Peters has been bad, so swapping Peters out and putting Ramsey in is good. But, you know, there's still 10 other guys on the field besides him, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you knew this wasn't going to end well in uh, oh, Jacksonville. They, he, oh, it was absolutely. He, he not rolled into training run. camp with a Brinks truck. Yeah, he 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 came in there. He told you the first week of August, last week of July, I ain't staying here. You know that, that he told you that right out on a jump, and he you know acted the way he did early in the season, had the whole thing where he. You know, missed a game or whatever. Whatever he did, was the whole Antonio there. Brown act. Correct, and um, he got out of there. So good for him. He's gonna go out to L.A. now and be with the Rams, and he's on a better team. And here's the other thing the Rams have to do now too. Not only did they give up, you know, a couple first round picks, they gotta pay him now also. You want to get paid? Yeah, That's part well, of this whole deal. Well, they're gonna have to give him a new deal. He's still got a uh, he's still got a year left on it. Uh, it's his rookie deal. And he's still got... Um, yeah, but I guarantee you he's going to be one of those guys that shows up next year wanting a new deal, not waiting for that deal to be done. He's going to think that he deserves to be paid now and he's going to hold out until he gets it. He's in the fourth season of a, a five-year rookie deal. He's set to make $13.7 million next year. So the Rams and Ramsey do not have any new deal in place. And uh, the cornerback is not in a rush to get one done. After the deal, the Rams moved from 60 to 1 to 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and 25 to 1 to 20 to 1 to win the NFC at Caesars. They've lost three straight. And um, from 2016 to 2018, he recorded the fourth most pass breakups in the league. He was the fourth lowest completion percentage allowed as the nearest defender since his rookie year in 2016. The Rams haven't had a first-round pick since selecting uh, Goff first overall in 2016. They don't own another first-rounder until 2022. Do you think they're uh, crazy to give up all of that for him? Or do they – obviously, I think their defense is terrible. I mean, all I've heard about is how great they are. And the only great player, in my opinion, on that team, literally – that stands out defensively is Aaron Donald. That's it. And then now they have now they have Jalen Ramsey. So the back end is, you know, locked down. Peters didn't get it done, did he? Tlaib looks old. He's injured now. So this guy's going to become the uh, Shangri-La, that defense. I mean, let's face it. He can flat out play. But, you know, a leopard doesn't change his spots. So remember this. Remember the guy that complained his way out of Jacksonville. That's what he did. He threw a fit. He then he. I think he. I think he's been lying through his teeth too with all of his phony injuries. I, I don't believe he's injured at all. I think he's just been lying and not practicing, not doing anything, no games, nothing. This was his whole act. That was his whole plan from the jump. Do you believe that? Do you think he's actually injured? I bet he plays in their next game, and he'll be fine. Uh, I think that he was trying to negotiate, you know, swing a deal out of there any way that he could. Any way that he could. And that was it, by uh, lying about all of his phony injuries. So just remember, one, you know, once a jerk, always a jerk, right? I think the guy will, he'll show his true colors again in Los Angeles in a number, you know, it's going to take a couple years. 
because he's going to play there this year, and obviously he'll be happy now that he's out of Jacksonville. He's going to be happy for, I think, the next two years. The rest of this year, next year, let's say, and then he's going to want more money, and he's... My guess is is that when that negotiation happens, he'll start being miserable again because that's how he gets his way. He's like the kid that doesn't get his way, takes his ball and goes home, right? That's what this guy is. He's a pain in the ass, and that's just all there is to it. And don't think for one minute that they didn't uh, wash their hands of him today and say, good riddance. Don't think for one minute they didn't say good riddance to Jalen Ramsey because he's been a pain in their neck for the last year. He has been an absolute – he's been Antonio Brown, too. Especially with the hole they got for him. They got their two first-rounders. That's what they wanted. Two first-rounders and a fourth, which is still high. Yeah. I mean, I'll take a fourth-rounder every day. You know what I mean? If you're going to stockpile picks, I'll get, give me one of those, too. Two ones and a, and a four, thanks. I'll take it. So they, I think they ended up, you know, doing okay. And you know what's funny? To be honest with you, they've actually played – you know, I think really good defense without him. I, I, You know, they just, you know, what did they lose, 13-6 to the Saints? I mean, they gave up nothing. Would they kick a bunch of field goals? They had one touchdown and, and a bunch of field goals, right? So I think the Jaguars are still a good defensive team. They're not as good without him, but now you got uh, two first-rounders, what? What, the next two years? I mean, that, that's their two first-rounders, right? Plus the ones they get. Correct. So I, they're laughing all the way to the bank, I think. I think they're happy to uh, get those picks, and I think they're happy to get rid of him because he's such a pain in the ass, right? I mean, that's just all there is to it. John in Pennsylvania. Hey, Burrell. Uh, I'm the guy that put 900 on uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the over. I talked to you a few weeks ago. They got to get 11 games. Right. Well... I already know it's looking grim. My issue is if they don't win on Thursday against Broncos, I couldn't sell that ticket for a hundred bucks. But is there any kind of chance? I mean, they need to get some trade, trade someone, get someone for on defense. They need to get two players on defense. They they need to amp it up. That's that part. Uh, uh, kind of, you know, hey. I take my bumps and bruises as I go, but boy, 10 games left and I need to win seven of them, and it's just not looking pretty. Well, I don't, I, end, I don't think it's uh, over yet that bad, obviously. I mean, they're still four and two. I will agree with you that their defense is terrible. I don't. I'm not buying them at all to uh, win the Super Bowl. I'm. I, I just. I don't see. They should have gone after Ramsey. Is what they should have done all along. And and the fact is, their defense sucks. I got 30 seconds. What else? Uh, money lines. I'd like to bet money lines, uh, and I'm doing it well. And I'm just taking two teams on money lines. I'm not playing against the spread. I'm doing real well, and I'm getting a little bit over double my money back on two teams. They, they're like seven, eight-point favorites. They're not big favorites. Seems to be working well. I just wanted to give that a shout-out. That When I bet money lines here on two-team parlay, wow, I, I bet 100 bucks. I get back 260 240 total. You know, meaning 140 profit, 160 profit. Yeah, it's, it's you know, because you're doing it parlays, it's a little different than uh, doing them individually, money lines. But I like them too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.